Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. When I was growing up uh, in the 60s and 70s, there was a show on the weekends, ABC Sports, and uh, the line was, the thrill of victory and... The agony of defeat. Yeah. <laughs> That's an apropos um, illustration of what marriage is all about. There are victorious <laughs> moments and agonizing moments of defeat, especially when it comes to communication. And we're going to continue talking about ways to really engage well with your spouse in communication. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley, and uh, they run our marriage team here. Now, there are some rules and guidelines for any sport. So um, carrying the analogy forward, Aaron, what's what are some rules for engaging in communication in marriage? Well, there's there's many, many, many and options. And they're complex, and it's all up to the woman, right? Oh, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. I know for, for Greg and I, we have some that are personal to us that we don't work through conflict on text. And oh, we actually teach our kids that as well, that if you have an issue with someone, don't text about it, don't post it on social media, talk to them. Yeah. Either if it's only on the phone, great, or in person would be even better. Um, because so much of the message is lost through those modalities. Yeah. And, you know, we, we really do try to not have deep conversations or heated conversations late at night. And the older we get, the earlier that break <laughs> It's like 5.30 yeah. Yeah. now. You know, while you're eating your mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> because the, the, I think the misinterpretation of a very popular scripture verse is don't let the sun go down in your anger. Yeah. And I think people misapply, I think we did early on, meaning we have to resolve whatever we're arguing about before we go to sleep. And that is so false. That Mm -hmm. is not true. That verse is saying, Mm -hmm. don't let the sun go down on your anger. When you're angry, your heart is closed. When your heart is closed, that's when when we're attacked. That's when the Satan has a foothold Hmm. in our life. And so it has nothing to do about resolving issues between us before we go to bed. It's just making sure that I spend some time with the Lord to get my heart back open. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Well, let's go ahead and hear some more uh, rules for marriage communication. And uh, hear a conversation that Jim Daly had with Ron and Jan Welch. Uh, Ron is a professional counselor, and uh, he and Jan had some creative analogies for ways that you can better communicate with your spouse. Ron, I wanted to ask you this too. You have a uh, statement or a uh, descriptor called the Niagara Falls mm-hmm. analogy yes. that helps couples de-escalate. Mm-hmm. So often, I mean, even for Gene and I, that's what we need so often is how do I de-escalate this? Because I've said something that obviously has mm-hmm. triggered her. And uh, sometimes I look for that de-escalation and sometimes I don't. So speak to that. How do I Niagara fall this in a healthier mm-hmm. way? How do I pull back? Especially if you want to win in this moment, which is a competitive nature thing, which I do possess. And so, you know, it's about, hey, can, how do I win this argument? Uh-huh. Okay, help me out, Mr. Therapist. You betcha. I'm so glad you asked about that, Jim. This is the single most effective thing I've ever seen in counseling. Well, this far. is important. It is so amazing. I was in the prison system for many years. Um, I not guess I, in which prison. side? Yeah. Not in prison. As a psychologist, qualified. I was not an inmate. I guess okay. I should explain that for your <laughs> listeners. Yes, I got it. But prison I worked years. with a lot of Just inmates kidding. with a lot of anger problems, yeah. and I met a guy named Bill Fleeman who was doing work on on Niagara Falls, looking at how that affected anger. And I said, "Man, can I use this for marriage?" And afterwards, his organization let me use this with marriage couples. And what I do is, have you ever been to Niagara Falls? I have. Big waterfall, lots yeah. of water. 
my Canadian friends want to make sure I say the Canadian side is prettier. So <laughs> it's probably so true. Probably actually. true. <laughs> but what most people don't do is go back up river about two or three miles. It's calm. It's peaceful. You can get in and out of the water. You can make choices about what you want to do. As you get closer to the falls, when we've been there, it was, you know, you have a roaring sound of the water. There's like a sign on the side saying, hey, you in the barrel, get out, that kind of thing, right? And then you get close, there's even a cable trying to save people. Well, but the pace picks up. Yeah, there's a point of no return. And this was what happened with the inmates I worked with, where two days before in the lunch line, when someone elbowed them, they could make a different choice. When they're down on the rec yard with a shank trying to stab somebody, it's too late to make a different choice. They've already made their call. They're over the they're falls. They're over the falls. And so with couples, I say, I ask them to make four lists. I ask the husband to make a list about how he knows when he's okay and when he's not okay. I ask the wife to make a list about how she knows when he's okay or not okay. Because sometimes uh, our wife or our husband knows a lot more about how okay we are than we do, right? And then I ask the wife to make a list about the husband and about herself. These four lists give you all sorts of ideas of how you know things aren't okay, and I ask them to rank order them. What they do then is they use these lists, and I have some couples that have had a huge picture laminated of Niagara Falls up in their kitchen wall, and they just identify what are our warning signs? When are we getting close to the falls? When are we getting anxious or upset or angry or frustrated? And they choose to make choices way upriver before they go over the falls. Yeah, those are in essence the cable, the safety cables. That's right. No, that's, that's really right. good. Yeah. Uh, another choice you mention and talk about with couples is the choice to uh, communicate positively. I think I get that one. but And I think the power of that, I'm doing that more in my marriage now than I have in the past. And it, it is really good. Make sure you're more positive than negative. I, Jan, I, I, if I can ask you to comment on that, she does this naturally. She doesn't have to work at it. I have to make a, a Oh, this statement. is good, yeah. This is who you are. I mean, you're just naturally the kindest, gentlest person, so. He's sweet. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I like to think about what I can do to make someone else's day better. Is there something that I can compliment them on? Is there something if the, I can tell they're worried about something? Do you need to talk about it? Um, I work with children, and you need to be able, in many ways, to kind of see if things are hap bad things are happening, and you communicate with them. You pull them out. You can talk to them. Um, I love being able to make someone else's day better, and I think by being positive and communicating that, and sometimes you just don't know a smile could make somebody's day mm -hmm. if they're oh, having yeah. a really rough day. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, many teenagers are needing that a lot more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say double down on the positivity with your exactly. teenager because at that stage of life, there's so many negatives coming at them. I would also add delivery matters. Yeah. Uh, the attitude, the tone of voice can throw a message right out the window, so you got to deliver it positively. That's good. Too. In fact, you have 10 rules uh, for positive communication, and John, we'll post those at the good website. Yeah. Excellent. But give me a couple of those. I mean, you mentioned one or two, but what's... Uh... So, for example, nothing good tends to happen in communication after 9 p.m. <laughs> that's close to okay. the be home by midnight. Right? Nothing good happens Pretty after applicable midnight. in my home. <laughs> right. When couples, uh, John, you know, if, if a couple starts talking about a conflict at 930 when they're both tired, the kids just went to bed, it's not going to go well. Another would be if, if you think about bringing up the past, you know, the great pancake incident of 2012 or whatever, <laughs> you know, just let it go. Don't bring up the past and bring in new stuff. So I think the rules have a lot to do with being fair in your communication. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Marital coat of arms. Let's mention that one. Oh, boy, this is interesting. I do this a lot with couples near the end of counseling. And you remember back when uh, there used to be a family crest on your front door? I ask couples to think about that and say, what are the words and images 
you'd like your family to represent. And I asked them to put those together, come up with the words, come up with the images, and then make a, a project, make a crest. Put it on your front door for everyone to see. These are the things that our family represents. When people see God through our family, this is how they're going to see it. And it's amazing what people come up with in terms of how they represent how people will see God through them and what their family stands for. Mm-hmm. That is really good. Uh, I think I'll do that with uh, the boys and I Jean. will come over think, to see what you post. Okay, no, no, you've got to do your own. That was some really good practical advice from Ron and Jan Welch. And uh, Greg, I loved that illustration of the coat of arms. And that really is uh, good for us to keep in mind. What are some things that uh, you want your marriage to represent? Yeah, I love that analogy. That definitely speaks to me. I think of Lord of the Rings or some you know battle. What do I want that to look like yeah, Epic for our family and for our marriage? And I would say, first of all, I would love when someone thinks about our marriage to call it a greatest commandment marriage. And if you remember the greatest commandment, when when Jesus was asked, hey, of all the things you teach, of all Mm -hmm. these amazing commandments, what's the most important? And he kind of combined two ideas. So he said, you need to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So a part what I hope when people look at our marriage, they go, yeah, that's a couple that loves the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength with all of who they are, but then love others as you love yourself. And so not only do I want our marriage to be about loving God, but also others. How are we serving, sacrificing for others? Mm -hmm. But then there's that last part that says, love God, love others as you love yourself, which means that it's my responsibility to be well cared for as an individual. Like I can't love God or others if I'm empty, if I'm if I'm so worn out, I have no gas in the tank. And that's not Aaron's job to take care of me. That's my job to make sure that I've got gas, that I'm recharging, that I have something to give. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love that idea of just thinking, man, when people look at us, man, I hope they, they think of and see the greatest commandment being lived out. Yeah, that's good. And if you'd like more uh, insights and some of the practical advice that uh, we heard from Ron and Jan Welch, look for Ron's book, 10 Choices Successful Couples Make. We have that here. We'll link over to it in the episode notes. Uh, We're happy to send that to you. We'd ask for a donation to the ministry to keep us going, to help us make podcasts like this and so much more available to couples. So uh, donate as you can, either a a monthly pledge or one-time gift, and we'll send 10 Choices Successful Couples Make. And um, communication is a big part of our free online marriage assessment. So take that assessment. Um, We've got about a million people who have uh, filled out that short little survey, and they've benefited so much from the details and uh, suggestions in there. And we'll link over to that as well. Well, we'll hear more from Ron and Jan next time. And, of course, from Greg and Aaron Smalley, I'm John Fuller. Thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.